0: Good morning, church. Let's give it up for the, the best pastor. You guys are so blessed to have Pastor Doug and Pastor Lewis. Not only you have the best pastor, but I heard that he's the best golfer in the church, number one. Numero uno, let's give it up for Pastor Doug, right? <laughs> um, it was such a blessing, and I just want to thank uh, the, the missions team, um, that came to Arizona, uh, actually Mexico, back in March. And there was something so unique about this church. Without me being here, without knowing Pastor Doug or any of you, there was something unique in that group. It was the presence of God. So this morning, we're going to be preaching on the presence of God, the power of the presence of God, how to recover the presence of God, and I'm going to ask you to go to the book of Second Samuel, chapter six, verse twelve. 2 Samuel, chapter six, verse twelve. And um, one of the things that we need today, not only in our families, in the church, in our communities, in our nation, we need the presence of God. We live in a world that is so divided. No one has the answer, but Jesus is the answer. Amen. Everybody might want to try to cut the pie different ways and try to give us advice. But if you don't have the presence of God, believe me, it's not going to work. Amen. So let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12. And it says, now it was reported to King David saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obedium, and all that belongs to him. On account of the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God up from the house of Obedeeam to the city of David with joy. Let me tell you something. One of the things that is very unique about King David, it was the heart. God called a man after his own heart. That was King David. In comparison to Abraham, the father of the faith, in comparison to all the great men and women in the Bible, King David had the heart of God, but he had a hunger. He had a thirst for the presence of God. Now, when we read in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Exodus and, and all the, uh, the books of the Old Testament, there was something unique that they had, and that was the Ark of the Covenant. It was the representation Of the glory of God. It was the presence of God. The manifestation that came out of the Ark of the Covenant. Now when the people were in Egypt. When when they were in Egypt and they come out to the desert. It is when we learn that the Ark of the Covenant. Whatever the Ark of the Covenant was. The people were protected against their enemies. The presence of God was with them. We read in the book of Joshua when they were crossing into a new territory. When they were crossing into the promised land. It was the Ark of the Covenant that was going before them that opened up the waters in half. We read about the victories that came with the presence of God. It was the Ark of the Covenant that went around Jericho seven times, seven days. And on the seventh day, on the seventh... Round in the seven lap, it was when the walls came down. There was something supernatural about the presence of God, about the Ark of the Covenant. Now, it was in the people of Israel. It was something that for years, for centuries, they got to enjoy. But it came a time when the people of God began to walk away from the Lord. They became really, uh, in a way... Relax, they start taking things so lightly, especially the presence of God. It wasn't in their heart to really honor the presence of God. And it is when the enemy, the Philistines, captured the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the people of God spent 70 years away from the presence of God, away from the Ark of the Covenant. And the Philistines were beating them time and time again. King David, he came king when the Ark of the Covenant was not present in Israel, especially in Jerusalem. And for 70 years, they battled the Philistines, the same enemy, time and time again. And King David, we read in Psalms 132, he said, I need to recover The Ark of the Covenant. I need to bring it to Jerusalem. I need to bring it to my dwelling place. It is where we learn that David really in his heart to bring the presence of God. He wanted the manifestation of the power of God. Now, let me tell you something. There's something unique in this church, and that is the presence of God. This is what sets you guys apart. Believe me, I've been in missions trips and and people have come down to Nogales. And, and, And it's so unique what happened back in March because their plans was a completely different plan to the plan of God. They were going to the beach. They were going down to Mexico to a nice place, you know, fireworks and having a good time. But it was in the heart of God. It was part of God's plan for this church to come to Nogales. Because let me tell you what, it was accomplished. It was only through the presence of God. There's no explanation. The strength that everybody got, the things that we were able to accomplish. I mean, we turned down all the walls. The roof came down of a building. Because the presence of God was with us. Let me tell you something. The group that came from this church got to experience something supernatural, something that no one else had witnessed, not in our town, not in here, not in Arizona, not in California, not anywhere else. It was something supernatural. And I want you to understand that what is going on today in America is that everybody's praying to God for miracles. People are asking God for things. People are asking, bring my family together. Bring my kids back home. The prodigal sons and daughters, they need to come back home. But there is a problem. Why we do not see God answering our prayers, let me tell you something. It is because people are not taking the presence of God to their homes. We can pray all we want. But details matter to God. So many times we pray out of our lips, not from our hearts. At the beginning of the year, something amazing happened. Okay, and I know probably you guys are not big fans of the NFL, right? You guys don't like that team, right? Everybody's a Cowboy fan here or no? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Wrong state, yeah. Right? You guys got a week off. That's why you guys are here in church today, right? Yeah. Right? That's why everybody's here. Yeah. <laughs> now, let, let, let me tell you something. At the beginning of the year, for, for years during the pandemic, football players have been taking a knee in protests. Let me tell you why details matter to God. We don't get our prayers answered because there's a process. There's something that we need to come. We need to bring to the Lord. We have to offer ourselves. There is something that we have to do for the Lord. So many times we don't get our prayers answered because we really care about ourselves. We think that we are the center of the universe. We think that. We are in control and we can tell God to do whatever he needs to do when we want him to do. Let me remind you, God is in control. God is the center of the universe. God really is our center of our lives, not us. At the beginning of the year, there was a game going on. And something that took place that really changed the nation this year, but nobody really talks about it. Football players got in the middle of a football field. They got on their knees and they began to pray for another football player that died on the field. That's what the report says. For years, they've been taking a knee and nothing has happened. They've been taking an in protest to the flag, to different things of our nation. Of segregation, separating us as a nation, as a people of God. What side are you on? Let me tell you something you need to be on the side of God. That's what matters. They all got on their knees. Why? God answered their prayer. Because they did it with the right heart. This is so important for us to understand. Details matter to God. Now, let me tell you something. We just read that David brought the Ark of the Covenant. But this was the second try. On the first time that he tried to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, he failed. And this is why so many prayers, so many things that we tried in life. Businesses, your job, schools, and then you change career is because you're not doing it right. There is a process. Details matter to God. The way you come to the presence of God, it matters to Him. You got to bring, you got to come with the right heart. You got to bring your heart ready and present it to the Lord at the altar of God. We cannot take the presence of God lightly. This is the difference between really getting your prayers answered or really continue to pray. It's craziness. It's madness to keep trying the same thing and expecting a different result. Now, here's what happened. David tried the first time bringing the ark. He put a parade. And he gathered, he brought about 32,000, the best of the best soldiers under his kingdom. He said, we're going to go get the ark. Let's go. He put it on a cart, on a new cart. And if you read 2 Samuel chapter 6, 1 Chronicles 13 and 15, you can read all the details of what, what took place. The first time and the second time that David... Try to bring the ark of the covenant, the presence of God, and here's what took place the first time, when they were bringing the ark on a cart. The parade, the celebration, became a funeral. One of the one of the men, Uzzah, that was leading the parade, that was bringing the ark of the covenant to the city of Jerusalem, while it was on the cart, the Ark of the Covenant, it looked like it was going to fall. He reached out his hand and tried to help God, trying to help to hold the Ark of the Covenant. Let me tell you something. Here's the mistake that so many times we make as Christians. We want to help God. Let me tell you something. There's no way you can help God. We need Him. God doesn't need us, but he has selected us. He has called us from sin, from darkness to the light. He has calling us from a sinful light to a righteous life. He has calling us from death to life. We need to understand that it doesn't matter what we're trying to do. We cannot help God. So many times, let me tell you something, man, man. We want to help God, and the first thing that we do, we want to change our wives. Oh, come on, woman, you need to submit to the man. We're very biblical when it comes to things, right, in our marriage. We want to help God. So many times the women, oh, Lord, change this man. And we want to help God, and we begin to, oh, I'm going to do this to make him change. Let me tell you something. The work of the Holy Spirit is supernatural. There are things in the natural that we can change and we can do. But supernatural belongs to the Lord. This man trying to help God. And he learned the hard way. He died in that moment. And David learned a lesson that day. That is not his way. It wasn't King David's way of thinking. So many times we want to get so relaxed. And let me tell you something. You guys are in in a very important time in your lives. In your kids life. This church is moving. With the presence of God into a new territory. You're going from a second service. To a third service. Let me tell you something. You cannot do it without the presence of God. You need to understand that. You're doing it because the presence of God is in this place. And the purpose is that the presence of God will go from here to the marketplace. To your house. To the schools. The presence of God is going to go from here to your hearts. That wherever you go, any place you want to go, the presence of God is going to go before you. And things are going to begin to change. Things are going to begin to transform. Today, more than ever, believe me, our nation needs us. They need people full of the presence of God. God. This, this is why we continue to pray, Lord, come, come, and nothing happens. Let me tell you why. Because we, we take things lightly. We don't pay attention to the details. Details matter to God. Why did King David fail when he was bringing the Ark of the Covenant? Let me tell you. In Exodus, God instructs the people of Israel, Moses and Aaron, This is the way you're going to carry the Ark of the Covenant. You will never put it on a cart. It needs to be carried on the shoulders. Only by the Levites. Only by the tribe of Levi. There is a special group of people. And I want you to understand this. There is an anointing over your pastors in this house. You need to respect that. You need to understand that. So many times we feel just because we care, just because we're, we've been in this church for a long time, we can tell them what to do. That the things need to be changed because we have a view. We have a perspective. We know better than them. King David brought the best warriors. 32,000, he says. And it did not work. You know when it worked? When they carried the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders by the Levites. There is a mantle of the Holy Spirit. Your pastors have been anointed for such a time as this. The leadership of the church. You know why it's still here? Because the presence of God is in this place. So many times we take things lightly. We do not play with godly things. When we play with godly things, people get burned with fire. This is, this is something that we have to learn that details matter to God. So many times we think that the culture is telling us, oh, everybody wants to be free. Oh, yeah, and the Bible says that. He came to give us freedom. Oh, no, there's rules and regulations for God. Details matter to God. We cannot just pick and go how we feel like it. David wanted to be comfortable. He said, just put the ark on a cart. So many times, oh, it's such a beautiful day. I went to church last week. We're going to third service, right? You are needed. There's a lot of workers that are needed in this place. God has selected you. Now, David learned the hard way. Number one, the ark had to be carried on their shoulders of the Levites. The ark had to be covered. There's a meaning to those three things. Number one. We are chosen generation. First Peter 2.9. You are a holy nation. You are a priesthood. You have been selected by God to declare the mercies, the glory of God. There's something new inside of you. We need to understand that Jesus came to die on a cross for you and me. So we can leave everything behind and move into a new way. All things have passed. Everything is made new. Now there's four things that I want you to learn that David did. King David did four different things the second time. And that's how he was able to carry the Ark of the Covenant. That's how he was able to transform the presence of God to his house. Now, we all like coming to church. It feels good. We can sit. We can enjoy the coffee. When we come in, everything's good. Fellowship. But why are we still having problems in our homes? Why businesses are not growing? Why marriages are still separating, let me tell you something, because you're not taking the presence of God from this place to your house. Because the schools are still lacking the presence of God. For our job is to come to the house of the Lord and take the presence of God from here to the marketplace, to the schools, to our house, that the presence of God will go in our hearts. Now King David learned four things the first ones the first one is repentance Now here's what happened David learned somebody else was, was being blessed instead of him So many times we have to learn the hard way It is when he's like wait 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 wait, wait a minute there's Somebody else getting blessed, what belonged to me. Somebody else is getting it. Look, if you don't want the presence of God, God is going to give it to somebody else. If you don't want to see your healing, if you don't want to see your marriage restored, if you don't want to see the prodigal son and daughters coming back home, if you don't want to see people getting healed, restored, it's going to go somewhere else. It's up to you to repent. And this is something that you have to understand that every church in America, and especially this church, one of the things that I know that your pastor does is always call for repentance. And I saw him in the first service. Yes. The first thing is repentance. King David repented from taking things lightly. He said, oh, I need to bring the ark of the covenant. I need to bring the presence of God. I have to do it right. So many times, let me tell you, God will not answer your prayer requests because you haven't repented. You have to repent. You have to get on your knees. You know why things changed at the beginning of the year? Why there was a revival in Kentucky? It was because of repentance. God wants to move in America. God is not done with America. God has put an anointing over this nation, over all of us. The problem is that we have taken the presence of God so lightly. We have selected comfort instead of sacrifice. Instead of repent. Oh, no, 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 no. I repented 10, 20 years ago when I came to the Lord. I was baptized back in the 1970s. So many people live with an old anointing of so many years back. Is we have to die to ourselves. One of the things that King David learned was that he had to die to himself. He had to leave everything behind and begin to do it God's way. Church if you want to see miracles happening in your life, if you really want to move forward, if you really want to see your family restored, if you really want to see God moving in your family in your business you have to do it God's way not your way. I know this culture tells us That we have to listen to them. Experts. Often they talk about. Oh this is the problem. Global warming. I'm not getting into debate from here. But I'm here to remind you. It's in the Bible. Matthew 24 revelation. This is a sign of the end. That Jesus is coming. We need to understand what God is speaking to us to get ready for his return. Yeah. It's not a matter of discussion. It's not a matter of division between the church, between the families. The world wants us to see divided. The world, our culture wants us to see people Walking away from God. But it is our job to maintain the presence of God. Burning in our hearts. Burning in our families from generation to generation. From our kids to our grandkids. We can't keep telling them the same old stories of the back before World War II. Before the internet. They have to walk into the presence of God. You know how we do it by teaching them. The way to the Father, we have to repent. King David had to die. He had to repent from to understand that he had a life of convenience. You know, gathering together as a church, it is a biblical thing. In Hebrews he says, don't stop gathering. Together. Don't stop from worshiping together. It is a biblical thing. And so many times we want to take convenience. We're like, ah. We need to bring the presence of God to our house. Repentance. We need to do things different. You know when things will begin to change? 2nd Chronicles 7:14 he says, "And my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land." Amen. Jeremiah 33 3 says, "Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you, which you do not know." The second thing, it's obedience. Obedience goes before sacrifice. The second time, King David said, hey, let the Levites bring the Ark of the Covenant. So many times, we let people that are not even Christians give us advice on things of the Spirit. You're seeking outside help when it's right here at the altar, at the presence of God. King David, he went and talked to the Levites, to the priests. He said, hey, you guys, this is your job. I'm the king and I need to submit. I need to understand that God has put you in a place of authority. Church. You need to submit to God. For the presence of God. America needs to submit to God. We need to live a life of obedience. So many times we take things so lightly. God knows my heart. Now. You know what? Faith without works. This is in James. James. Faith without works is dead. The third thing, it's sacrifice. You're going on a third service church. Something it's about to happen in this place, in this city. The presence of God, it's for you to share with everybody else. And your pastors are giving an opportunity to serve. I tell people when they ask me, hey, how does it feel to be a pastor? I'm like, it's the hardest thing. I, 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 got, I got a boss, never calls him sick. He's 24-7. Whatever I go, he's there. But how perfect he is. I feel so blessed that he has selected me and I'm willing to go because he's so mighty strong and yet he believes that I can do something for him. Sacrifice. You know what King David did when they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant? They were bringing it from a seven mile distance to Jerusalem. The Bible says that In those seven miles, King David offered a sacrifice every six steps that they took. Because this time, it was Levites who was carrying the Ark of the Covenant. It was the Levites who were walking with the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant was covered. And King David said, I'm going to sacrifice every six steps. I want to do it right. I want God to see that I'm hunger for his presence, that I do care for his presence. I'm not going to take things lightly. Now, I did the math. Seven miles. How many steps are in seven miles? And it says that it's about 20, 30,000, 35,000 steps. Out of those seven miles, I divided and it came up that every six steps for seven miles, King David offered from 2,000 to 3,000 sacrifices. Now, this was not light. We're talking about animals. Every six steps and he would worship God. Let me tell you something. This is for the church because you need to embrace the vision that has place on this house. You're going through a, to a third service. God wants you to have his presence. But you have to sacrifice for the presence of God. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you got to carry the cross. If you don't carry the cross... You're not worthy of being my disciple. And this is the mistake that we do as believers. So many times we live with worriness. We take on things on our shoulders that do not belong to us. Jesus said, bring me all your burns. Bring me all your heaviness. Bring me the sickness. Bring me your past. And so many believers in today's time, you're carrying all the heaviness, the sickness. And you carry that instead of the cross. You are to carry the cross. What does that mean? It means you got to live a sacrificial life to Jesus. Romans 12.1 says, don't you know that it is your responsibility? It is your job. Yes. As believers to offer yourselves as a living sacrifice before the Lord. You have to be willing to sacrifice. King David, he sacrificed every, every six steps. He will go one, two, three, four, five, six. Stop, everyone. Six represents the number of men. Humanity. He died of himself. And it says that he offered oxen. Oxen represents strength. So many times we think, oh, no, I can do this. I don't need the pastor. I don't need the church. I can do it on my own. I don't need to go to prayer. I don't need to go to Bible study. I don't have to go to a cell group. I don't have to do this at church. God knows my heart. Sacrifice. This is why we are. America is the way that it is. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Arizona. When there's a game, especially against the Cowboys... Everybody's like, no, we're going to win. We're going to win. I'm like, no, you guys are not going to win. And they won a few weeks ago. (laughs) The Cardinals beat the Cowboys. That was like a Super Bowl for for Arizona. (laughs) You know what the problem is? We are what we worship. So many times. And this is what, on Sundays, we prefer the entertainment of the world. But you can sit on a TV for hours watching a game instead of coming to the house of the Lord and worship Him and sacrifice. Whether it is a children's ministry, whether it is welcoming people, whether it is praying for someone, whether it is help do something for God. You are to die to the cross to Jesus. We are a different people, we're not of this world. We have a destiny, we're going to eternity. So many times we complain, we're doing this and doing that. And let me tell you something. It's not what you do, it's, it's what's in your heart to carry the presence of God. Sacrifice, the last one, praise. And I'm gonna ask you to stand. You are what you worship, the praise. Bible says that David took off his robes, and when the ark was coming he he put an ephod the ark of the covenant why God was so serious about David bringing the ark on a card and taking things so lightly let me tell you something because the ark of the covenant represented Jesus the King of Kings, the light of the world, the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the life and no one goes to the Father except through me and King David just took it like everybody else. The covering on the ark represented the resurrection. The covering that one day all of us will be transformed in a glorious body. And King David just brought it out like nothing mattered. You are a chosen generation. We are a holy nations separated for God. What this church has been doing in Africa and all over the world, let me tell you something. This is why God's presence is in this place. But you have to carry. Everyone in here, don't, don't just leave a few people carrying it. David could have said, You know what? I'm gonna wash my hands, let the Levites do this. No, he said he offered sacrifice, he went and changed and put an ephod. You have to praise God, church. There is a moment that we have to come to the presence of God and praise. We have to praise Him that everything that we do, everything that has breath. Praise the name of the Lord. (laughs) Repentance, obedience, sacrifice, and praise. Oh, church. He offered sacrifice. The praise. This is why... It's so important that when we carry the presence of God, you have to repent. You have to live a holy life. It doesn't say perfect. It's not about religious view. It's about the holiness that God brings in us. King David was not perfect, but he was sanctified. Because of his sacrifices. Because of his faith. Faith without works is dead. The sacrifice that you bring. It releases this aroma before the presence of God, church. You need to praise him for who he is. Let me tell you something. If you want things to begin to change in your life. And this is what is going to set you guys apart from the rest of the churches in the city, in the state. Stop looking at other states. We think that probably California, the whole West Coast, Washington, Oregon. Ah, oh, what can you expect from those states? The same thing they said about Jesus. Oh, what can you expect from someone from Nazareth? Oh, he was the living God in their midst. He was the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He is the king of kings and lords of lords. A revival can start out of this place, but you have to know that you have to take the presence of God seriously. Repentance, obedience, sacrifice, and praise. You are what you praise. You cannot continue in life worshiping the things of this world. You have to praise only God. You don't praise God first. You only praise God. Only if you want to see God move in your midst. How many are ready to take your presence to the schools? How many are ready? How many are ready? Amen. 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 Right there where you're at. I really believe the time is now for you to take the presence in your marketplace, in your house, in your heart. Take the presence, begin to worship Him.